Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. It's an interesting season over here at Boss Project headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Talk about transition. And I feel like these are things that are supposed to be celebrated and I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Oh, I'm I'm a lot of bit overwhelmed, but I think that this episode will serve as a very unique milestone for us to listen back on when the dust settles of our lives. And so basically we wanted to to come on and kind of share a little bit of an in-between a season with you so you guys can understand the ever-evolving schedules and lives of a business. And if you have something similar going on, whether it be with childcare or a spouse or you or whatever, that just like messes up your schedule. We have kind of learned a couple of workarounds or mostly just lessons (laughs) over the past couple months as our lives honestly have gone from one extreme to the other regarding schedules. So I'll back up a little bit on my scenario and then you can kind of share yours since yours just really started to kick in last week, even though it's been definitely happening for a while. So as you guys know, I have a toddler. Uh, She's just turned two and a half actually. And I have known from the very beginning of motherhood that I would need childcare. Working from home is a privilege and that's amazing. And I love that I get to do that. I am not one of those people who can work from home and have my kid home full time also. Like my brain just does not work that way. If you are also that person, please know that that is 100% okay. It is 100% okay to ask for help, seek help and pay for help outside of the home, even if you work from home. Please, please know that. So I knew that very early on and we got our first childcare situation worked out when Penny was just four months old, which was amazing. It impacted not only me, but you too, I would think, when she (laughs) was able to... Literally, you guys, first of all, 
I mean, I was probably more excited that Brian went back to work, but I was so pumped when you got childcare. Like your whole demeanor changed. Everything mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how relaxed and like focused you were changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I knew that that was priority. So at four months in, Penny started going to um, in-home daycare for four days a week. It was right down the road from where we lived at the time. It was super flexible. I could kind of take her when I wanted, pick her up when I wanted. It was really great. And so going from having a new baby and then having a husband and a baby home for four months straight, getting four days. I mean, that was like a light switch. It was like, okay, I can hit the ground running. We can do a lot of stuff in business. And so then it was like that for a while, for a little over two years, I had that same schedule. So we kind of had to restructure a little bit. My childcare wanted Mondays off. And so I had Tuesdays and Fridays to work. And so that kind of just naturally weaved into, okay, well, now we just work four days a week. And then it dwindled even down to just with our own lifestyle and what we wanted to do and when we wanted to work, it kind of changed us from working to Tuesday to Thursday, some Friday mornings, half days. But I think it provided a really nice structure of, I knew Penny was taken care of and had other kids to play with. I knew I had for sure three solid days of work. And then that Monday I could spend with just me and my daughter. And then that Friday I could get my hair done or go to coffee with my dad or do something. And Abby could do the same. So it was a very nice blend of like childcare time, work time, me and child time, and then just myself time, which I feel like, again, if you feel guilty for taking that please don't. There were plenty of Fridays where I would drop her off knowing I was not going to be in the office at all that day or just from my phone. And I would go get coffee or I would go get my hair done or whatever. And those days were so great. I did not realize how much I missed those days (laughs) until they were taken from me. So the last week of April... Just some unexpected stuff happened with our childcare. And I went to pick her up one day and based on some things, I wasn't bringing her back the next day. And I was, I went from four days a week of childcare to zero days of childcare with zero notice. I remember calling you on my Crying way home, hysterically. Sobbing. I don't know if you were more upset about the situation or the fact that you didn't have help. It was both. It was 100% because the situation did not end well. It was just an icky and gross and whatever. Everyone is fine. Penny is fine. No no one was harmed. (laughs) There was just some stuff. So I was upset about that. I was upset about how the relationship ended. And I was equally upset about like, oh, shit, shit. Starting tomorrow, which is a Friday, I have zero childcare, which means now I have her Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And I just went into this panic of, I know my limits. And if you are a parent or if you are a mom, especially, I know that the mom space is very judgy. So if you have things to say, keep them to yourself. Honestly, I don't give a shit what you think. I know my mental space. I can only handle so many one-on-one days in a row with her. If there are other mothers listening, you know that more often than not, moms are the default parent, right? You're the primary parent. It's a culture thing. It's um, it's a thing, right? It just is. And so you guys know that even though here we are going into a weekend, I'm still the primary parent. So I just went into this straight up panic attack. I had a panic attack about it, about all of a sudden I'm going from all of this support and all of this identity and all of this you know, I get to decide how much I work and when I work and when I get to do things and just freedom and flexibility to it just all coming to a screeching halt. 
and me being the burden of being with her 24 seven until we figure it out. Me being the burden of figuring out what the other solutions are, me researching, me calling, me visiting, me doing all of these things. Like it was just so much. Honestly, I spent probably two or three days just like mad. Yeah. Really mad. Well, if you think about it, you had two solid years of reliable childcare prior. I mean, almost two years to the day, pretty much. To the day, yeah, because she went in in April. So having that just kind of taken away, not only was a shock to you and a shock to like how to manage having a child around, but just having to adjust the business in order to accommodate because you not having capacity to record a podcast or to um, have a meeting was a lot. Yeah, it's little things like meetings and coaching calls and stuff that like, thankfully, and for those of you listening who are building your own business, you're building it for instances like this, right? Like hopefully not as dramatic as this, but you're building it for the dentist appointments or the sick days or the whatever, right? For all of those things with your kids or yourself or anyone else in your life that you have to take care of. So you're doing it for that. So when something like this happens, it's like, okay, let's shift some stuff around, but that doesn't make it any less scary. That doesn't make it any less hard to shift things around. It doesn't make it fun when you have to do that, when you're forced to, and when it is so dramatic and so impacting. And so I went through a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. I went through all of the thoughts of, okay, what if this is her new normal until she's ready for kindergarten, right? She's not even two and a half. What if this is my life until she goes to kindergarten? What if we can't find her a place that I like? What if all of these different scenarios were happening? What if we can't afford the place that I want to take her to? What if all of these things? And so I like spent that weekend putting on a couple of different hats, asking myself, can we afford a nanny? Do I want an in-home nanny? Is that something that I want? We have a bigger house now. It's laid out a little bit better than our old house. So maybe having someone here wouldn't be that big of a deal. What if you know one of Brian's parents can go into like half retirement and then they just watch her a couple days? What if I'm a stay-at-home mom now? Like, what if this is what I do? And I know there are hundreds, if not thousands, of our listeners and audience members who are stay-at-home parents with more than one child. And like you're building your business and you've got the kids wrangling on you right now, right? And so my scenarios are a little bit different than yours, but could that be my reality? And so I think I would like put on the hat and sit with it for a while. And I would talk it out with Brian. I would talk about it with my friends, with my dad, with people in my life that I love and just try to be like, could this be me? Could this be me for the summer? Could this be me forever? And ultimately sometimes, and this is just a parent struggle and identity struggle. Sometimes I really do want to be the person that could be a stay at home mom that works on a business And we get to like go to the park in the middle of the day and then I have a conference call and then she naps and then I get to work on this and then we eat and then we do this project. Sometimes that sounds really fun, but I did it for like two days and I hated every second of it. I hated every second of it. It was very stressful for me. It was, you know, we talked about this today with our friend Haley, the concept of context switching. It's real, not only in business activities, but it's real with kids times a gajillion because they are, especially as a toddler, because it's, you know, I need to go potty and then I'm hungry and then I'm tired and then I want you to play with me. And she's at the point now where she gets mad when I'm on my laptop. Like she literally will tell me to stop working and she will come over and try to shut my laptop. And there are days when it's appropriate that she does that because I've been working a lot. And there are days when it's not, and she doesn't get that. 
And so I just knew deep down that like, I did not, as dreamy as it sounds to have that life, it wouldn't be healthy for us. That's just not how it would work great for us. And so I started looking for childcare and in the background, we had been applying for a school where I knew she could get in at two and a half, as long as she was potty trained, she could start there and she would be there through sixth grade. And so I called them to kind of see, cause I hadn't heard about our application, what was going on from the time that we had last applied, which was right after she was born. So she was like six months old when we first applied from the time that we had applied to the time that I was actually talking to them. I knew we had been approved. Like that wasn't the problem, but they had changed over like application systems. So A, they couldn't find my application. So that stressed me out max, but they also changed their rules where they used to accept kids at two and a half if they were potty trained, but they took one of their younger children's houses away. They call them children's houses instead of classrooms. They took one of those away to make another infant room, but they didn't tell me or any of the other applicants So that meant they could take less kids, which meant they stopped taking at two and a half and they now only take at three. So here I am in May thinking she could very well feasibly start in July, maybe August. And now she can't go until next January. And so I had probably another panic attack. I have, it was an emotional week (laughs) realizing, okay, my plan B is now not even like, like at all a plan B. So I started looking up daycares and asking, uh, luckily our OBM used to live, her previous career was as a director in like a kinder care and different type of daycare situations. And she's licensed, she has degrees in all those early childhood developments. So she's such an amazing resource. And I was like, what do I do? Is this place actually sketchy? This place felt weird going in. This place is expensive. This place is that. So she helped me walk through a lot of different scenarios. And we ruled out some where I would have gotten more childcare for days of the week, but that just didn't feel right. And that didn't like meet kind of the standards that I really wanted them to meet. So we found one that I legitimately loved and they're only available two days a week and they were freaking expensive. Like they were more for those two days a week. So what is that? Eight days a month than what we were spending for four days a week at our other place. Insanely expensive. But we did it. I was like, if I can get five weeks or 12 weeks of two days a week of childcare versus none, like I have to take it where I can get it. And so for a minute, it was like, okay, Abby, I I have two days to give you. And the other days, I'm going to be even more exhausted now. And so yay, let's run with it. Let's see what we can do. Well, so then per chance, we were driving, I think actually to go do a tour of another facility. And so we moved last December to a new house. And so we're in completely a different part of town. We're in a different state, different roads, different everything. So we're driving down this road to go visit this place. And I look and there's a preschool and it's a Montessori preschool, which is what the school we were applying for Penny initially. And I was like, what's this place? I've never heard of it. Never seen it. Looked it up, gave them a call, blah, blah, blah. They were able to do a tour. Brian was able to get off work. We did a tour, absolutely fell in love with the place. And they said, we take it two and a half as long as they're potty trained. We've already started accepting for summer school. So I don't know if we have any availabilities, but we can for sure get you in for the fall. Meaning she could go from there starting in August all the way through kindergarten. So I was like, sold, sold on that. If you can only get me in through the fall, I guess I'll just have two days a week for like the next 12 or 13 weeks was our gap. And I'll just figure it out. So we did the application. We got in, everything was great. 
So when we were touring, she was like, if there's a particular classroom that you really like, take a note of it and we'll put that on your application as the one that you prefer. And there's only four classrooms in the entire building. It's a really small school. But I was like, I don't understand that what you mean as I walk into a classroom and just like feel a good vibe. She literally was like, if you feel a good vibe about something, just write it down. I'm like, okay. So we go into one classroom. I'm like, okay, it's Montessori. Like if you're familiar with Montessori, the classrooms all pretty much look the same. They're all wooden, basically. Everything in there is wooden. And I was like, okay, cool. This is a great classroom. We go to the second classroom and I shit you not, it was like I walked through this like "Ah," tunnel. Like it was, there was no one in there. Teacher wasn't in there. The kids weren't in there. No one was in there, but it was just, just like, this is her classroom. This is the one that I want. And we saw the two other classrooms and I was like, these mean nothing to me. I want this one. And so I put it on her application. And so I got a call. So she started kinder care. Everything was fine. The transition was hard. There were many tears at drop-offs. It was a struggle, struggle, struggle. I get a call from the preschool and they're like, Hey, good news and bad news. We have a spot for summer school. We can take her five days a week. And I was like, oh, praise be. She can't start until she's two and a half. So she's going to miss half of summer school, but she can still go for five weeks. I'm like, I don't care. She goes, the problem is, is it's not in your preferred classroom. We have a spot in another classroom and she can go there for the summer. There is a spot in your preferred classroom for the fall. But now we're talking about, she just ended a childcare space where she was at for two years. She just started a new space where she's only going two days a week and she's getting a lot of time with mama. And then she's going to go to a new place for five days a week for five weeks. And then she's going to have a week off. And then she's going to go to a new place for five days a week after that. She goes, we will work her through it. We will deal with it. We will help you through the process. I'm just letting you know from an educator to a mother, that's a lot of transitions. Think about it. Let us know what you want to do. Okay. So now I'm like, I want those five days, but I also want to like honor her transitions, but I want that really good classroom, but I want those five days and just like all of these different scenarios. So I called all my people. I had conversations and a lot of people agreed that that is a lot of transitions. Just keep her in the two days a week, suck it up for like the six weeks that you're going to only have two days a week childcare. Let her start in the fall with a classroom of your choice and it'll be great. And so I kind of had just like sat with that. And I'm like, Abby, sorry, I turned down five days a week childcare for this, but like I have to do it and it's going to be tough and we're going to get through it and it'll be fine. What was it? Not even a week later. So I called him back and I was like, don't hold our spot for summer school. We're not going to take it. We'll see you in the fall. They called me back not even a week later. And they were like, a spot opened up in the classroom that you love. It's Meadow classroom, by the way. And she was like, you can start on July 8th. She'll be there for summer. She'll have a week off and then she'll be right back in the same classroom with the same teacher for the rest of her time here. And I said, sold. And so we had to get through her two days a week at kinder care for the rest of June. And then she had the last week of June off because we were in Myrtle Beach. And then the first week of July off because she wasn't two and a half yet. So she officially started yesterday, which is July 8th. And now I have childcare for five days a week and I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with you either, girl. <laughs> it's different and awesome. And I, I can definitely feel even from a distance that you're just like lighter. And I definitely feel you being a bit worn down from it all. But like you're going to have some time and space to heal. Because, okay, first of all. I can get my hair done. I haven't gotten my hair done since like February. <laughs> My hair has not been colored since I had childcare. <laughs> Emily is 
an introvert for those of you who don't know. And so, um, I mean, obviously her child's a little young to test, but I'm just going to say right now that she likes people or at least likes she's you. an introvert though. You think she's an she's introvert? A, oh, she's a 100% introvert. Okay. But when mm-hmm. she's around her people. Oh yeah. That's when introverts shine. She is psychotic. I mean, you can and say And guys, from other parents, like I know a couple of other kids, she is the tame one. And so, like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I just don't. I am so tired and she is so easy. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's one of those things where, like, the things that I've learned over these past couple months and weeks of just really, truly understanding, dude, if you haven't learned how to set boundaries by now, not just with other people, but with yourself, like not letting yourself say yes to things that don't feel right. I could have said yes to being like, you know what, Abby, I'm going to figure out for the summer what it's going to be like running a business and being a stay-at-home mom. I'm just going to do it. And Abby would have been like, okay, you're crazy, but fine, let's figure it out. And that's great. I would have lost my damn mind. But you kind of like give yourself the grace to figure out and try on different hats for a second, even if it's just in your imagination or for the weekend or for three days or whatever. But if it's not right, if it doesn't feel right, if you don't feel like you can show up as the best person for yourself by saying yes to that, then it is worth the time to figure out something different. I knew I wouldn't be a fun person to hang around with. My brain wouldn't be here for for work. I wouldn't cook dinner anymore. I wouldn't, my house would go to shit. I wouldn't, and it was already like, it was already that way by having my two days a week where it was just chaos all of the other days where it was like, this is the fire garbage hole that I live in now. That's my life. And I just couldn't imagine doing it all the time. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think as a lesson or a takeaway is that you have to honor your needs in any season, regardless of what you're transitioning through. And I think as a mom, it's a little bit trickier because you have to respect not only your needs, but your child's needs and what she needed through that transition. And I saw even from a distance that her going to the two days a week was a hard flip flop because it was home and then not and then home and then not even if she loved her classroom it didn't matter she wouldn't nap when she was there cuz she was only there 2 days a week she had a really hard time getting dropped off because she would spend more time with me than she did there and it just wasn't fun i knew it was an in between placeholder and i'm telling you like first day at her new school game changer like i freaking love that place it's amazing yeah I wish I could say the transition was just on one side of the table, but (laughs) friends, this has been a season for us both and a very different one at that. If you've known me long enough, you know that like, I do want to be a mom and I do want to have kids, but that's not the season I'm in because they're literally not here. So (laughs) like I'm home and we have two dogs and a husband and that's my life. But since January, maybe even before January, my husband has been talking about leaving his position before January. Okay. So I've been talking about it since we opened our business and he's been toying with the idea for multiple years. But in January, it was like an actual serious conversation of like, okay, when is this happening? How can we make this happen? What are we going to do? Yeah. And I remember calling Emily sometime in I want to say February, he was like, I'm quitting April 1st. And I, I thought it was going to be the best April Fool's joke of all time. 
But nonetheless, we got to the day and he panicked. Which I'm so glad he panicked because imagine him quitting April 1st and then my transition happening at the end of April. Yeah. It would have just been so much. Yeah. (laughs) So he panicked, I think for justified reason. I mean, he had some things going on with the company he was at and he felt like some things were going to change, but he decided that he really wanted to go through some discernment himself of like, is this a whim thing? Like, am I doing this just because I'm unhappy at my current job? Or do I have a desire to build something outside? And so he thought about it way more than I would have thought about it. I would have made a decision and moved on. But he, he was like, I can't decide. I can't decide. Went back and forth, went back and forth. And I can't even really tell you why or what happened. But one day he came to me and it was like, he was serious this time. And it wasn't that he wasn't serious before, but this was like just another level. I mean, first of all, he had printed out his resignation letter, which was a big sign for me because the kid Mm -hmm. does not toy around. And so we got to a point where we had to figure out like, what does that mean? Like, if you're going to do that, are you just going to be home? Are you going to be a house daddy? Like, are you, is that the new phrase? A house daddy? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Is that a real phrase? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start calling Brian that just for fun. house daddy wow that is something else well like what like what was his actual plan so i wanted it to be up to him because y'all know i want to be a house daddy i want a wife and have a house daddy that i want to be that (laughs) i want a wife so badly well but he i mean emily knows but i think maybe the rest of you don't know he could very well step into the homemaker role and, and everyone would be very happy. Like he mm-hmm. would do the grocery shopping and the laundry and take care of the yard and like mm-hmm. make all the meals and everyone would be very happy. But I think from a financial standpoint, that was a little bit scary, but also like there's no reason <laughs> for him to do that mm-hmm. at this point. Like there's no children running around that need taken care of, like for him to just do that. I mean, he'd be very happy, but I think it would make me uncomfortable. And so... Because at that point, it's not like you're saving money on childcare. No. Like, that's a huge factor for a lot right. of people of staying home. So there's like... It would just be like really me it. working and him taking care of all the domestic stuff. It would be a great benefit, but like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, logistically, it just wasn't quite right. And so he went on and thought through like all his options And he decided to take the business that we had already started together and make that his full-time focus, which was so exciting to me. His background is in landscape architecture and he went to school for architecture and he's licensed and all of that. For him to walk away and then work from home on a network marketing business, I think a lot of people would be like, are you a sound mind? (laughs) Like what's going on? And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, he is definitely of sound mind and he's been happier than I've ever seen him. He's had just like this constant anxiety and negativity stirring around him for a long time. And he needed a space where he could be himself 
And he didn't have that. And so I had always thought in my head, like, this would happen because we were making so much money that we could Mm -hmm. afford for him not to work and that I could retire my husband. First of all, I did have that conversation with him at one point. And he was like, that's straight up offensive to me. So please quit calling it that. Yeah. Because it kind of downgrades him as a man and as a spouse. And so he made the transition. And so now it was like, what does our life look like after the fact? It's one thing to say, I'm going to quit my job and work from home and start a business. Like I did it. But to have that happen when someone is already here. Well, also like you were laid off and did it. Yeah. He did it by like a 100% choice. Exactly. Which is just a different level of scary. No, for sure. Well, really the primary thing tying us to his full-time job I mean, income was good, but primarily benefits. Like his insurance was a huge factor. They really took care of their employees and they did profit sharing and had great retirement options. And to walk away from that, like the thought of, okay, we don't just have to replace the salary. We have to replace all these other things to make it logical was a lot. But I can say a couple of tips from, at least from my perspective, I can't tell you how it's going to go or that he's going to turn around and create a million dollar business and it's going to be magical. That I'm not sure of yet. But what I can tell you is that there are little things we've already done in the little time he has been home that I think have made a dramatic difference. One, I made it very clear to him that we have to communicate constantly about where we're at in any given day. And what I mean by that is like, if we're both working, we need to say that. If we're done working, we need to put a boundary on being done working because we're literally in the same space. And sometimes we don't even move spaces when we're transitioning out of one role into another. Also, I need my own space because I am fueled by silence and like (laughs) literally no one being around. And so he's been great in that like today, for instance, he didn't have to, but he decided to go work out of the home and he's actually going and like helping with his grandmother, but honestly, mostly sitting in her office and working. And that way he gets some space and I get some space and we're not like all up in each other's business all the time. Yeah, because you go from a completely silent household five days a week to like, I can't have you running the blender and then like watching TV and then coming in and out, like doing all of these things. Because it even if it's not distracting, it's disrupting and like just to what you're used to. Right. And so... But also making a smoothie in the middle of the day. That'd be great. For real. He did make lunch the other day and I was like... This is the fanciest lunch on a work day I have ever had. I was like, yeah, there's some chicken salad and like an actual bed of lettuce down there nice. and like fruit. And I was like, balanced lunch. I'm usually what? like what chopping that? a leg off a roasted turkey, putting it in the microwave, <laughs> adding a cheese stick and calling it a day. So like, I mean, it was nice or having dinner leftover. Yeah. So I don't have a full answer of like what it will be like. It's already... Yeah, we guys, yours happened on Friday. Mine happened yesterday. So like this is brand new information. He's he's been home less than a week and it hasn't felt like a normal week yet. And it probably won't for a while because we're going on a trip and then coming back and then 
school's going to start back up for you. And so I'm not really sure we'll have a full handle on what this feels like until September. Yeah. I think like my biggest takeaway, because the theme that I'm seeing from both of our scenarios is truly like as hard as it is. I know we tell you this in your business, but like it's more important in your life. Sometimes you have to keep your eye on your own paper and truly ask yourself what is right for you and your family. That's it. And that's what you have to make work. And that's what you have to seek. And that's what you have to try. Because there are so many people who are convincing you that like you can make any scenario work, which is true. None of them are right or wrong. And so you really have to ask yourself, just because it works for someone else, just because that that's their normal or that's what they're aiming for, that may be not the thing for you. Right. And I had no idea what was to come or what will come. But what I do know is that through it, the way it will continue to work is if we communicate. Because I've known him since the day I started school. But in college, we were together pretty much every minute of the day we could be intentionally. And we were best friends first. And so I have always thrived with him kind of being in my corner But we've gone through a lot of transitions. We lived in separate states. We lived in separate states when we were married. We've been kind of all over the roadmap. So this is just relearning how to be together all the time, which will take time. And hopefully we can avoid some arguments because, you know, before there was definitely points where it was like, I can't stand you right now. (laughs) But I think the way you do that is by being open and honest about what you need as a person and what you need as a spouse. And he's already asked, like, what do you want this to look like? Like, what are things that are important to you? And I honestly didn't know the answer. But some of the things I came up with right away is like, when I take a break for lunch, and if you're here, we should eat together and at the table. We should actually use our dining room occasionally. That would be a big deal to me. Instead of (laughs) sitting on the couch and eating and watching television, like actually having conversations. I don't know. I'm excited. I've watched other people do this. And I think everybody's personal dynamic is different. Like our friend Mm -hmm. Tyler McCall, he's pretty much worked with his partner since day one. And they're like in the same business. And then Haley, she calls it retired, but not really. Creed came and worked for her, but I think is technically mostly working on his own thing on the side and is definitely in a sense of transition. And so I think every family will experience this in a different way, but it can be exciting and it can be fun and it can change your life in a positive way, but you also have to prepare for it. Like I wouldn't have done this or suggested to him that it was an okay choice for him to make if I didn't know that we had the financial savings to back it. He could not make money for a year and we would still be fine. I'm not saying you have to have that much of a runway, but that runway made me super comfortable having him make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Our adjustment is still like, because I've literally never had five days a week of childcare. And for this long, because we can drop her off earlier and pick her up later. Not that we are, but I'm at a weird point now where Brian asked me the other day on my first Monday ever of having childcare, he was like, what are you going to do tomorrow? Like, what are you going to get done? And I'm like, I don't know. And I don't 
really want to have an answer for that because just because I have five days a week of childcare now does not mean I'm now working in my business five days a week. Mm-hmm. That is not the answer. And I would not be time. okay with that answer either. No, no. And so my backup to this is do what's right for you. But like, just because you're getting for, quote unquote free time does not mean you have to fill it with anything. Like with literally nothing. Yesterday, I did some house stuff. I had just gotten back from vacation. And so I like wanted to do laundry and kind of pick up the house. I read outside. I did a little bit of work stuff. But I'm like, uh, just because I have this now doesn't mean now I work Monday through Friday. And no one should be able or have the power to put that on you. No. But what's funny is like, those are the molds that I'm talking about that are almost impossible for some people to break. Because that's what we are taught to do. That's what's normal. That's what's safe. And whenever someone approaches you, he wasn't doing it out of like, why aren't you going to work tomorrow? That's not it at all. But like whenever someone does approach you in that sense, please remember they're 100% doing it out of their fear and their insecurities. Yeah. Not yours. And when we're recording this, we haven't like announced it, announced it to the world yet. So just like our close friends and family know But even them, like as much as they're supportive in this moment now, a couple of months ago, the things they have said or the concerns they have voiced are all coming from a place of fear. Like, how are you guys going to manage? Or what is he going to do? Or what's your life going to be like? And I can confidently say, we're going to run two businesses and we're going to work really hard and it's going to be just fine. His job, even though it has been stable, he works in an industry that will fluctuate with the economy pretty much no other industry. The moment the economy takes a tank, they stop building and people get cut and they cut the people that started the most recently. And even though he's been there five years, it's five years and then there's a 15-year gap between the next person because the economy took a tank in the middle. And so everyone who was there pre-2008 that didn't have seniority was gone. And so I'm not saying the economy is going to tank tomorrow and that's why he quit his job. That's not my point. <laughs> but like nothing is really that stable. Like we no. tell ourselves these lies because they feel really good. Right. And- At the end of the day, even if it's stable as all get out and he's not happy, right? who cares? I mean, that was the thing. He was like, I think half of it is because I'm unhappy and the work situation could have been better. But the other half of it was like, I have a desire to do something different. And I have a desire to impact people's lives in a bigger way. Like he was working on multi-million dollar and sometimes multi-billion dollar sports complex and arena deals. I mean, sounds sexy, yes, but he has no contact with the humans that interact with those places and spaces. And he got into the the whole role because he wanted to change how people view their environment. And what better way could he do that than with a company that like actually improves people's health? So I could get on a high horse about it, but <laughs> I think it's just important to know that everyone can make their own decisions. You cannot let other people manipulate you into living by the norms of society. And if you feel that constant pressure, like know there are other people doing it differently and it is okay. Yep. 100%. And please, if you have 
your own version of this story or you need just a shoulder to (laughs) understand what you're going through, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram. You can DM us at Boss Project. Let us know if you're thinking of quitting your full-time job. We won't tell anyone. Like, Let us be that space for you to to kind of share some of these thoughts. Or if you're needing more childcare because you're about to pull your hair out, come talk to me, please. We are in a completely 100% judge-free zone. So don't hesitate to reach out. We hope this gave a little bit of insight into what we have going on. And we would love to hear what you have going on in your world too. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.